this is a tough one to swallow. Uh, I, I really thought that they had avoided this, and usually you know, usually the trainers know on the field, right, Nick, that it's an ACL. They could just feel it. So the fact that it wasn't a, ruled an ACL tear for over a week like this, um, I, I just I thought Von Miller yeah, would be very back. strange. Yeah, it's strange. Straight the timeline with this is strange, and now Von Miller's out. Von Miller ruled out for the year. Just a brutal blow for the Bills, who came out of this mini-bye after the Thursday night game with the Patriots, sitting on top of the AFC in control of their own destiny for the number one seed. Can the Bills still make a Super Bowl run without Von Miller? We'll be talking about that and more coming up next, but first and foremost, it's the Bills Wire podcast. Welcome to the show. Ryan O'Leary here, joined by my good friend, Nick Woten. Nick is the managing editor of USA Today's Bills Wire. Nick, how you doing this week? Good, good. Quick turnaround for us, Ryan. But the Bills Wire podcast is always here for a fast, fun world of Buffalo Bills football. And boy, have we had one in the last couple of days. Uh, You know, I I was going to start this show a different way this week, um, but we're going to have to play some good news, bad news. And you you always want the bad news first, right, Nick? And as all Bills fans probably have heard now. Pop that band-aid. Yeah, exactly. As all Bills fans surely know by the time this podcast uh, posts, uh, I think the news came out a couple hours ago as we record, Sean McDermott confirming during his presser on Wednesday that Von Miller, season over, season over. So I think there was some, originally, Nick, there was some hope that Miller would be back. He said he was going to be back for this Jets game this week on his podcast. So, all right, whatever. As you said last week on the show, Nick, uh, just very overly positive. Von Miller, yeah, he's always gonna be, you know, always glass half full, and never glass half empty. But uh, you, you almost, you knew something was going on when they put him on IR. The hope was that he would be back after four weeks, but now we know he won't be back. That they had this, um, this procedure, this exploratory surgery on his knee, and it revealed an ACL tear, so he's out for the year. Nick, where do we go from here? Uh, Von Miller, they brought him here to help them get over the hump and win a Super Bowl. The plan was working to exactly what they wanted early in the year with Von Miller making a huge impact, making plays. Now they're going to have to make another playoff run without him. What changes for the Bills now? Yeah, I think it's a big change, Ryan. Um, I mean, yeah, he was, as you mentioned, he was turning out to be that closer, exactly who they wanted. And unfortunately, you know, not to put a damper on the long-term hopes here, but these, these are the type of injuries that a guy sometimes comes back from and is never the same. So hopefully in 2023, if and when Miller comes back, I mean, we've just seen in the past few weeks, like Tredavious White need to get, he's still not back to 100%. He's over a year now removed from this similar injury. Um, so, yeah, if the Bills want to keep rolling the way that they've been rolling, uh, this puts a huge emphasis on a guy by the name of Greg Rousseau. Uh, he's the next man up in the rotation. He's from number two to number one, former first round pick, but... You know, if you're judging a team based off their draft picks, um, this should be a four-man rotation here of two former first-round picks in Rousseau and Shaq Lawson, both from the Bills, and then two former second-round picks, the Bills, uh, AJ Epinesa and Boogie Basham. All right, here's your time. You guys were, you know, top 60 draft picks. Um, Those guys are expected to come in and play and play well. And um, the Bills want to keep rolling the way that they've been rolling. Uh, they they need to really be able to count on these guys uh, in the short term and, and honestly, probably in the long term as well. Uh, we don't know when Von Miller will be back. Will he play again next season? Uh, unfortunately, we don't know. Um, but this kind of feels now like, you know, uh, you look at the team last year where, uh, you know, they signed Von Miller initially to 
make it, you know, I do, you don't want to say easier on the offense because the offense is still humming along, but you know, you, you wanted the offense to have a little bit more room for error. Right. And now that, that certainly lessens without Von Miller. So just an impact felt enormously by the, by the bills losing Von Miller here. And um, by all indications, it kind of just, you know, was something that they didn't expect. Right. I mean, we heard Ian Rappaport right away, seven to 10 days. We'll see if the swan line goes down, what happens. We'll see what's up. The bills still were on track to do that, but Probably smartly. We talked about this last week, of course, Ryan. You know, get him on IR, get this quick turnaround with the Patriots to count as one of those four games. He's 33 years old. Just give him a couple weeks. He'll be back for the stretch run. Great idea. Well, they went seven to 10 days and then they, you know, found out the worst possible news. So, I mean, just a really, really deflating piece of news here uh, uh, for the Bills ahead of facing the, uh, the Jets. Yeah, I feel like I've been whistling past the graveyard on Von Miller because I just, I've been assuming that it wasn't the worst case and that, uh, it just sounded like he was going to be back. So this is kind of a blow today. This is this is a tough one to swallow. Uh, I, I really thought that they had avoided this. And usually, you know, usually the trainers know on the field, right, Nick, that it's an ACL. They could just feel it. So the fact that it wasn't a, ruled an ACL tear for over a week like this, um, I, I just I thought Von Miller yeah, would be very back. very strange. Yeah, it's strange. It's straight. The timeline with this is strange. And now Von Miller's out. We know that. You mentioned Greg Rousseau. Uh, you know, obviously... Former first-round pick, as you mentioned, Nick, you'd hope that he's ready to step up. Shaq, Shaq Lawson, I think he's been waiting for this opportunity, so good for Shaq Lawson. I mean, we got to see more from Boogie Basham, right? I mean, this is a guy that gets a lot of snaps, Nick, and I don't, you know, sometimes you don't even notice him out there. Boogie Basham needs to start making an impact in the game. I think that's something that I think a lot of Bills fans probably feel right now. Again, a couple, a couple of round two picks, a couple of first round picks, all by the Bills. I mean, these guys, they really should be able to step up. And the good news is, though, as long as they can kind of hold their own, I mean, they at least have Ed Oliver in the middle, right? I mean, Jordan Phillips might be injured, but uh, yeah, a, a lot of pieces here for the Bills that they could stay afloat here, but it's still really a, such a deflating piece of news. 100%. So that is the bad news as we record this week. Uh, just kind of a gut punch. I was going to come on here, Nick, originally and just talk about the good news. And that's that the Bills did have a very good mini bye week. They kind of prospered during this mini bye week where their little, you know, their annual run or I mean, sorry, their annual lull where they have this weird lull and they lose some games that you don't expect them to. Uh, Now they're back and they're back in the number one spot in the AFC because not only did they beat the Patriots in Foxborough on Thursday, but then. You know, I'm sure Josh Allen, he's on the couch, Nick, watching the NFL Red Zone like he likes to do with Scott Hansen. He's watching the Red Zone channel, and on Sunday, he's watching the Chiefs, Dolphins, and Jets all lose. So the Bills are now tied with the Chiefs at 9-3, and three, and they control their own destiny for the number one seed because they have that obvious head-to-head tiebreaker. So I think the Dolphins and Jets losing, it's big because both of those teams have the head-to-head tie tiebreaker over the Bills right now, right? They have head-to-head wins over the Bills this season, so them losing helps. You know, I don't think the bye week could have gone better for the Bills. They've won three straight since that late collapse against the Vikings. This Von Miller news is a huge gut punch. But now, here they are, Nick, right? Back in the one spot, a chance to control their own destiny. We all have this game against Cincinnati here on January 2nd. The Monday night game, earmarked, right? Bengals are doing their thing again, look like a contender. The Bills are the Bills. They tend to play their best at this time of year, right? They tend to make... Uh, they tend to play good football in December and January. So let's go. I think that game, Bills-Cincinnati, if both teams keep winning, that could be a game that's played for the number one seed in the conference. It's crazy. But that's. I think we got to earmark that game right now. Yeah, no, I I think we, we had a segment, what, a couple weeks ago, maybe it was the bye week. I said that was the game I was most looking forward yep, to. And yep. 
Look at that. Nick's finally right about something. Uh, Joe Burrow um, really <laughs> responded to that take. It was perfect. He did. He did. He heard it. Um, but yeah, thankfully, thankfully, even though this Von Miller situation is a, a gut punch, like you said, Ryan, it's still big news that the that the Bills again uh, they they hold their own destiny. And I I said this a bunch of times in the podcast. You know, I always laugh between you know, the NFL between, you know, uh, soccer leagues that I follow and, and whatnot out in Europe. Um, you know, it's so funny that like just game to game, week to week, minute to minute, it's like, wow, this team is the worst team on earth. And all of a sudden now it's like, wow, the Bills, can, like you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And of course, you know, keeping the even keeled way that I try to approach things as, as someone who, who, who's a writer and, and, uh, you know, news person here, uh, trying to keep the even keel approach that I do. Uh, that's no fun for fans. They're called fans. They're short for fanatics for a reason, of course. So, um, people like to get up in their emotions, but yeah, it's, it's such a week to week league and crazy things have happened. And, uh, you know, unfortunately the Von Miller news is kind of part of the, the, the bad news of the, the craziness that can happen in the NFL. Nobody saw that coming today. I mean, even Sean McDermott, no one expects Sean McDermott to to start his press conference actually giving something fruitful of information, right? Yeah, he, that's especially today. injuries. It was the first thing he said in his press conference. That was a miracle. But um, yeah, uh, it's it was uh, it, it's yeah, it's great to the Bills that they're they're you know at least bare minimum. If you want to hang your head on something, if you're still confident in Josh Allen and that this offense, which you have plenty of reason to be, and even in this defense or secondaries over the last couple of years without Ron Miller, he's been the reason why this group has been so good, and they're kind of getting back to full strength here over the next couple of weeks. You know, Tre'Davious White in there, Jordan Poyer's been staying healthy finally. They're getting a little healthier. Hopefully that can stay. And um, yeah, I mean, if the Bills can can you know weather the storm on defense, you 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 would have a lot of faith in this offense to 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 kind of I don't want to say go on cruise control the rest of the year. Uh, never go on cruise control. Be ready for every team, Bills. But yeah, uh, their their fate is in their own hands now, and that's exactly where you want to be. So uh, basically, our good news, bad news is our bad news is exactly where we don't want it to be, and our good news is exactly where it does want to be. So we're really at opposite ends of the spectrum here. Yeah, a lot of extremes right now. A lot of extremes right now. We're on both ends of it. I will say this, though. I think the Bills got to finish 14-3 and three if they want to be the one seed. I do think that. I think they got to win out, Nick. I, I mean, and I don't know if that's a hot take or anything. I'm just, they have to keep pace with Kansas City. I know Kansas City lost to the Bengals, but the Chiefs are going to win out, guys. They're going to win out. They have Denver twice. Denver twice. The Chiefs haven't played Denver yet. They played Denver twice. Houston, Seattle, and Vegas. That's who's left on Chief, the Chiefs schedule. I don't see them. I don't see another hiccup on the on the schedule for the Chiefs. Meanwhile, the Bills have to absorb this news with Von Miller and go play tough division games against the Jets, Dolphins, and Pats again. They got the Bengals here, and they got a Bears team that's kind of sewing up the number two overall pick in the draft. So maybe that one won't be so bad. But the Bills definitely have a tougher schedule than the Chiefs do. And while you do have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs, you still have to keep pace with them. And Nick, I don't see them losing another game. So I think fourteen and three gets you the one seed. That's what didn't you predict the Bills to go fourteen and three? That was your prediction for the season. So the Bills just have to follow mm, your makes you your, wonder. Yeah, they just it have makes to stick. You wonder. They just have to go fourteen <laughs> and three. And if they do, they will be the one seed. Can they win out? Yeah, we've seen how important that is just for the Bills alone, right? That bye week it gets you that extra time to heal up some injuries. That's the big big thing with that number one seed and why it's so coveted now, you know, before they changed the playoff format, it was the top two seeds getting a bye. Now it's not that it's just the one team. And that one team will have such an advantage. And you just look at the bills when they started getting healthier, when they started to get Matt Milano out there consistently, Tremaine Edmonds back out there consistently, Jordan Poyer, Tredavious White's back out there. These guys healing up, 
even a just extra one little week could go so far for this team. But yeah, I mean, clearly the two games circled throughout the end of this year are going to be the Dolphins matchup coming up. And then, of course, the the Bengals, as you mentioned, those are going to be two two real massive games. So um, buckle up. All right. Well, we know Von Miller's out. Could OBJ be in? We know OBJ met with the Bills. He met with the Cowboys. He met with the Giants. We'll give our we'll, we'll talk about the latest with OBJ watch right after this. But first. Let's set our fantasy lineups with the huddle.com. This is the typical sports book fantasy minute. Let's make this interesting. Interesting. Corey Benini with the huddle.com here to bring you strong plays for week 14. Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff versus the Minnesota Vikings. The former Ram has thrown multiple touchdowns in three of his last five games and has at least 20 fantasy points in consecutive outings. Back in the week three meeting versus the Vikes, he threw for 277 yards, one touchdown, and a pick. Minnesota has allowed quarterbacks to average 24 fantasy points per game in 2022 as the fourth weakest defense of the position. Even Mike White and Mac Jones have exceeded that mark versus the Vikings in the last two games. With six teams on a bye, Goff is a rock-solid quarterback one. Carolina Panthers running back Deontay Foreman at the Seattle Seahawks. Foreman sat out of practice Wednesday with a foot injury, but he's expected to play, according to his head coach. The Panthers have fed Foreman at least 24 carries three times in the last five weeks, but he's scored just once in the last four games. Carolina returns from its bye week with Sam Darnold once again under center to face a Seattle unit that has been trampled by running backs in 2022. So we can consider 80 rushing yards and a touchdown to be a remarkably safe floor. This matchup ranks as the eighth easiest opponent for rushing yards allowed per game since week eight and it's number four in terms of ease of scoring touchdowns on the ground by the position. Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Mack Hollins at Los Angeles Rams. His role has increased of late, but he has just one touchdown grab since week seven and has topped 10 PPR points in half of his appearances over that time frame. The Rams have given up the most receptions per game to the position in the last five weeks, and only three teams have allowed more receiving yards over that span. Hollins makes for a sound option as a flex play in deeper leagues to help cover the enlarged slate of bye teams. New England Patriots tight end Hunter Henry at Arizona Cardinals. The best matchup of the year by a decent margin offers hope for Henry to not be a lineup anchor as he has been most of the year. He posted three catches for 63 yards and a touchdown against the Vikings in week 12, but everything else since week six has been far from memorable. Arizona has granted tight ends the most yards and catches per game since week eight as well as in 2022, and the position has found pay dirt nine times on the year. Six teams on a bye make Henry a much more palatable play. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with thehuddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522 Four seven zero zero in Colorado. All right, we're back, Nick. Let's update Odell Beckham watch. Uh, I know there's been plenty on Bill's wire about Odell Beckham's uh, Odell Odell Beckham Jr.'s visit to the Bills and what might happen here. We're waiting for his decision. It might happen before this podcast drops, but we'll just humor ourselves at the moment. It sounds like the latest reporting around OBJ is that he's not going to be ready to play an NFL game until January maybe mid-January, and you know you got to practice with your new team. you got to learn the playbook. You have to get your body ready to play football. I mean, I'm sure he's been working out, but you've, you've been rehabbing your knee, but you want to protect all of your limbs. You know what I mean? And if you're not 100% ready to play football, you're putting yourself in danger. So I don't think OBJ is like ready to sign with the team and play football right now. It doesn't sound like it, at least. So 
with that being said, right, with him not being ready until maybe the playoffs, maybe you could have a small package of plays for him in the playoffs. Is that worth it? Should that fit into the Bills' plans right now? Or if, if he only gets playoff games and potentially 2023, um, does that fit into the Bills' plans, you think? I don't know at this point. Um, you know, there's a lot of reporting out there. Who knows what's true? I mean, especially with something like this, you know, I mean, when you're a couple of teams battling something out, you know, it's, you know, is, is it the Cowboys trying to deter the bills and the giants from actually signing OBJ? So they're saying he can't work out, you know, smoke screens, all that good stuff. I will say Jerry Jones really knows. I Jerry Jones was kind of an ass for what he did airing out OBJ's like medicals. That was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jerry Jones, he's, you know, uh, you know, stand up guy, stand up guy. You know, what, what, what can I say? You know, it's calling the kettle black. He does it all the time, doesn't he? He's his own like weekly talk <laughs> show where it's just like other GMs don't have their weekly talk show. Oh. Jerry Jones is going to air, air that stuff. He up, does the uh, post every, game every week, the post game presser too, Nick. I know I could go on and on. About yeah. Post game presser. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. will never shut but, up. Um, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, he's, he's a different beast, but um, I, I hate to be that guy. And I sarcastically tweeted it out as well. I don't see Odell coming to Buffalo with Von Miller sideline for the rest of the year. Um, you know, it, it's he was the number one recruiter, and now the number one recruiter is not going to play for the team the rest of the year, and potentially not for a while either. Um, yeah, I think o, OBJ to the Bills is now OBJ between the Giants or the Cowboys. Uh, you know, that that was. I understand that he plays on the opposite side of the ball and the bills have a huge appeal by probably having the best offense of the three teams and he would be playing on the offense, but I think it'd be nothing short of a miracle bigger than Von Miller, even signing bigger than Mario Williams, even signing bigger than, I don't even know Josh Allen actually working out. (laughs) I would be more shocked if OBJ ends up in Buffalo now at this point, Uh, sorry to dampen the mood and bring it back down after that whole segment of the bills control their own fate. They can still do this uh, that we had before, but yeah, that's because I think the reality of the situation, Von Miller was the number one recruiter. It was the, enti- the entire, you know, OBJ tour, your sweepstakes or whatever the hell you want to call it the past couple of months. You did not get like more than five words without saying Von Miller. And now Von Miller's gone. So I hate to say it, but that's that's probably that for OBJ and the Bills. But I don't necessarily think I do kind of fall teeter on the on the, you know, if you're getting a 100% OBJ, would you take him? Of course, any team probably would. You know, I know he's kind of had, you know, that typical wide receiver stigma attached to him, uh, you know, making it about himself, if you will, for lack of a better terminology. But of course, we've seen that work out with stuff on Diggs. So that's not always true. So I'm not saying it's true with him. I don't know the guy. But uh, yeah, with the injuries, with everything going on, I mean, I don't see the Bills, you know, I see I see a more realistic world where somehow Jerry Hughes kicks over another like Gatorade tub in Houston, gets released and the Bills sign Jerry Hughes again. <laughs> I can see that more realistically. I would rather put that out into the world, too, honestly, at this point. So, yeah, I think that's an interesting take on Miller, uh, him being the number one recruiter. And my gut feeling coming into this, Nick, was that uh, feels like the Giants, doesn't it? Feels like he's going to go back to the Giants because the Giants just make more sense long term. I think Bills Cowboys were probably more interested in OBJ's uh, contributions immediately. The, I thought I always thought the team most likely to give him a longer term deal, like he says he wants, is the Giants because they don't have a number one receiver. They and they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. I don't care if they make the playoffs or not. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. The Cowboys or uh, or Bills could they could, uh, but the Giants can't, and they just need a number one receiver. And if and if the play is oh we'll give you the long term contract Odell will. And you could be our number one receiver in 2023. And if you could play a little bit this year, great. 
I just think I've always thought that's kind of that's going to be it. That's going to be it. I think I think it's Giants. That's just my my guess. I don't. I I agree with you. I think the Bills they they, they might be out. They might be out. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm interested to see between the Giants and the Cowboys too, because I mean, I mean, let's face it. Where who's more set at quarterback? That that's another thing wearing on my head too. Is yeah, they want OBJ's immediate impacts, probably with the Cowboys, probably with the Bills, but even lo- longer term in that, I mean, you know, that, is Daniel Jones really going to be that guy? You know, in, in a couple of years from now, uh, you know, if you're if you're thinking. I don't know. I don't know. If I was OBJ, I'd rather try to strap up when, and, you know, play alongside Dak and CD lamb and, and, you know, uh, but Hey, you know, they have Saquon too. Well, actually Saquon's a free agent at the end of the year as well. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. So we'll is see. Jones. Yeah. Daniel Jones is as well, but yeah, there's, there's a lot going on with the giants and Dayball ball and Joe Shane and them trying to, you know, kind of retool that roster and, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of layers to it. There's a lot of layers layers to it. But Od- Odell not being able to play right away, him needing until mid January when we're in the playoffs, it definitely throws a wrench into the OBJ watch. There's no doubt about it. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what his decision is. Let's move on, Nick, to the revenge game against the the Jets. So, uh, the Jets. Let me get this straight. The Jets beat the Bills. Really played them well on, especially defensively. The Jets shut down the Bills defensively in the second half of that game. Almost broke Josh Allen's elbow. And the Bills are still nine and a half point favorites at home against them, right? So uh, sometimes things never change. I guess uh, Mike White under center, like what? It, why is the spread so so large? Uh, Bills nine and a half point favorites. I feel like that's a huge number. Huge number, but so were four interceptions that he threw last year against the same team. So I think that that has to be playing <laughs> a part, right? I mean, Mike White was the man for about a minute last year. Good He's point. been the man about for a minute this year, and it all came crashing down against a team that wears red, white, and blue. And hint, it wasn't the Giants. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably why I think, you know, even though his Von Miller news comes out, maybe the spread will change with the Von Miller news, even though he wasn't play like maybe they'll think the bills are going to be demoralized or something you know he was obviously already out he was on injured reserve i don't know maybe it'll come down a point or two who knows um but um yeah i i i think that that's probably fair um i don't know if i would take it uh myself because you know you know me i love a good backdoor cover more than most things on earth (laughs) uh so you know you know nice little field goal late that's beautiful which uh what was that a couple weeks ago, it wasn't last week? No, because the Bills played the Patriots. This is two weeks ago. Remember when Mac Jones was? What, I, yeah, no, it was last week when Mac Jones was running around, running around, got tackled. Oh, don't remember. Um, got tackled late, and they went for that field goal. <laughs> oh covered. yeah, yeah. I had the oh. over. I had the over. I had a. I, had a uh, I teased the over, and it only hit because of that field goal. Oh I was God. the only one. Well, well Nick, they, they were down. Field goal. They were down seventeen. Had to get that field goal. <laughs> Had to. Oh, God. They had it for me. Bill looked in the camera and he had a twinkle in his eye and he said for Nick. But, um, oh, <laughs> he, um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think, you know, across the board, I think the Bills are definitely the better team. Um, I mean, even look, you know, Sauce Gardner, guy can walk on, guy could walk across the East River just like Josh Allen could walk across Niagara Falls right now. And, um, you know, Stefan Dick still had nine catches or nine catches, excuse me, five catches for 93 yards. Um, the last time that these two teams played, he still had a good game. It was just his offensive line. They couldn't get it going. Uh, they did not have a balanced attack. 39 rushing yards combined from the running back. So as long as the Bills come out and they can figure out to have a balanced attack against this team, I, I can I understand the Bills being quite a quite a bit favorites in this one. Um, 
And and kind of like the last time a flash in the pan. I mean, look at the last couple of times that these two teams have played. I mean, if it's not Josh Allen beating the Jets, it's Matt Barkley beating the Jets. And now I'm done just crashing on the Jets, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's that's one of my favorite pastimes. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll do that as long as we need to. I figured uh, you'd there's appreciate no, There's no time bit. limit on, the, on trashing the Jets. I just feel like Mike White is like... His whole thing is the backdoor cover, right? When I when I picture Mike White, I just I just picture the backdoor cover. I guess Nick, you know what I mean? I feel like he's just good enough to lose by eight or something like that, and keep his team in it a little bit. But yeah, he's not yeah, good I enough can to see that. Him. Or maybe yeah, yeah. up a couple, you know, point, extra points. You know, he gets yeah. a nice field goal in there in the sure. third quarter. Bills just run out the clock. You know, again, I love me a backdoor cover. Love it. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know what the public is is doing with this line, but nine and a half seems. Um, like a, a crazy number for a division uh, matchup like this, where the Jets are 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 not horrible. You know, they played the Vikings tough last week, and I don't think the Bills have played their best game uh, probably since that. You know, maybe you go back to the Chiefs game earlier this year. Like, have the Bills played their best game yet this year? Maybe it gets the Steelers in that first half. Like, I don't know. They haven't lately, right? I mean, I don't think they played their best game against the Patriots. They just did what they had to do. <laughs> they just said, Jesus. Bill Belichick, what are you guys doing out here? We just have to hold the football. We'll just have to go on these long drives, hold the football. You guys can't do anything against us, so we'll just try to run the clock out. It was basically the plan last week. I don't know. I don't feel like the Bills are like firing all cylinders right now or anything. Nine and a half feels like a, a no. big balloon number, man. I I think I gotta pick the I gotta take the points. I don't think the Jets are winning the game, but I think I gotta take the points. But what's your official pick on this? Uh, I'll go with the Bills as long as it stays at nine and a half. I think they can yeah, get it by yeah. double digits. I think in this one, but I, you know, if you're if you're into teasing and you go up to like a two touchdowns or something like that, you know, maybe the Jets can hit that. I think, but I think the Bills are going to have a, have you know a lot of revenge in their mind in this week. And um, yeah, I think they're going to come out really firing on offense and wanting to to establish who is the superior team in the uh, in the eastern division or eastern division yeah, of the american football conference here because uh <laughs> i you know i i think i think that that last game really is one that uh not only you know pissed the bills off but you know there is there's one thing i've learned you know covering this team is when josh allen is a little upset he usually sometimes he tries to enforce force a little you know you know throw in the red zone or something like that but he usually can rise to an occasion or two when he's uh up against it and uh you know not that he's up against it against the jets but when he's got a little a little something in the back of his mind i think he's uh yeah i think he's gonna have something to something to show the the fine folks of uh of, of new york that uh you know you, you you guys aren't there yet you're not close yet mike white ain't doing it you know i don't know if it's Skip Bayless or Stephen Ayer, whoever the heck is probably saying that Mike White's the answer or was, you know, firing off the hot takes a few weeks ago. I don't think that I don't think they're going to have a good time against Josh Allen this week. So, yeah, you know, even though the Von Miller news, that's, I'll try to, you know, uh, bring bring the mood back up. I'm going to take the Bills nine and a half in this one. Yeah, I can actually say we have a line, a live line move of alert as I refresh my page here on the typical Uh-oh. sports book. It's now nine. It's now nine. It's down to nine. Ooh. So maybe some action coming in in the Jets. So we'll say we'll say we like the Bills at minus nine. Uh, what I tell you? Yeah, what I tell you. Yeah. I think the Bills are going to be sad about Von Miller. There you go. The, the lines are down. The there lines already moving. So maybe you can get the Bills at a nice price. This isn't exactly the Vikings game where we weren't sure about Josh Allen. The line moved all the way down to three points. We bet it, and then they lost. <laughs> so with Josh Allen playing, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, you gotta we gotta yeah, watch to see how this line fun. moves. That's not fun because I bet them he was kidding yeah. everyone. I just want you to know that. Yeah, I am, I am <laughs> kidding. Uh, but nine and a half or over, 
I think, yeah, I think I would have to take those points. It just feels like a little bit too much. But if the line keeps coming down, it's now down to nine. If it if it comes down to like eight and a half, eight, then yeah, I think you got to start looking at the bills. But nine and a half, man, what a big number. What a big number. All right, Nick, what's going on Bills Wire between now and kickoff? Anything we should be looking for, fans should be looking for? Yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna keep diving into this Von Miller situation. Unfortunately, uh, you know, maybe take some look at guys if they want to add anyone. Maybe there's like you know a veteran out there. Something we're gonna look into that. Um, you know, uh, this would be a perfect time to get someone like Jerry Hughes. So Jerry, keep taking the anger out on them, uh, <laughs> them Gatorade tubs. And then of course, you know, just just how it impacts the rest of the team in general. We're gonna be running down some some what questions come to mind with Von Miller. And of course, you know, it is media day. Even though it seems like media day, the the biggest fish has been tossed right out there or, or the biggest fish in the little pond that is media day today with Von Miller. But yeah, all things Bills, Jets coming, revenge week for the Bills. And can they keep, uh, can they keep in the driver's seat, AFC, uh, AFC uh, number one seat? So yeah, all things Bills, Jets. And unfortunately, Von Miller as well is going to be at Bills Wire this week. All right. That's Nick Wilton right there. Check him out on Bills Wire and let him know what you think on Twitter. Our Twitter handles are in the, uh, in the description of the podcast i believe nick so if folks want to come at you for anything you said or wrote about uh twitter's a nice place to find you right you always are very very respectful i love that that's what i love you're very that's why i tweet so often yeah you you do you do so uh for nick i'm ryan (laughs) o'leary thanks for joining us on the show this week we appreciate you we'll catch you after this big one between the bills and jets catch you then This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.